This is Clint with the Geek Dig Podcast. If you're looking for shenanigans and shit, go check out the BS Podcast Network. What's her fucking name? The stupid fucking bitch. Lonely, I'm Mr. Lonely, I have nobody. Hello everybody and welcome to Dropping Loads. I'm Pouch and I'm here solo once again by myself. Solitary and sad. No, um, not too long ago I did my first solo show and at the end of that show um, I said that uh, if I got certain feedback it would determine whether or not I do this again and I threatened it and here I am again by myself. Um, I mean there was a possibility that I might have uh, gotten some guests and there were a few people on on the shortlist some cool podcasters that i've met over twitter uh, over the past couple years but i figured that was a little selfish because i'm sure milky and any of the other semi-permanents would also want to talk to these people that i had on my shortlist no i wouldn't want to deprive my uh other co-hosts the chance to speak with some of these cool casts that we met over the years so uh, i decided against it and here we are today alone once again so if you're not happy then shut it off by all means i will not be offended i don't give two shits so milky and paco are off uh, planning their annual halloween party it's at the end of this week uh, i think it's friday so they are hard at work decorating like crazy i've helped with some of the decorations so it's uh they're putting a lot of work into it and it seems like it's gonna be very fucking cool so yeah <laughs> they're off working on that and as you probably can tell it's gonna be really early they also have something to do on halloween weekend so I may be doing another solo episode next week, uh, but we'll see, we'll see. I'll try to get it together and, like, see if Milky would want to do an episode. So, um, today, as I record this, is October 21st, 2015, which means it's Back to the Future Day. Uh, happy Back to the Future Day, guys. It's a, you know, it's a pretty historic fucking movie. It stands the test of time. Every time it's on TV, I will sit there and watch it. It's a great movie. So this is a pretty big moment in pop culture history, you know? Like, obviously, for anything that it doesn't actually fucking matter, but it's very, very cool. And I know a lot of people are really getting into it. Like, all the original sponsors of the movie, like Pepsi and Nike, they're doing a lot of cool shit. So, like, like the Pepsi Perfect and the self-lacing and the power laces and shit. You know, it's a really, really cool occasion. And for, like, a movie geek like like me um anybody who actually who's ever seen back to the future it's a pretty cool occasion it, it, it's fun like those movies are awesome except for the third one the third one's kind of boring but i've never really been in the westerns anyway so yeah yeah it's back to the future day so i hope you did something fun on back to the future day because i'm recording a podcast and gonna edit it and i'll probably play back to the future in the background while i'm editing who knows i mean i don't, I, I, I won't be able to hear it because i'll be listening into the podcast on headphones but huh, whatever <laughs> i'm gonna get into something that i kind of want to talk about due to the time of the year um, it's, it kind of ties into the Back to the Future thing as well, because I'm moving into the future, we're also about talking about the past. By the time this episode is out, it will be October 25th, and, um, the reason why that's an important time to me is because two years ago, around that time, I believe it was October 26th, two years ago on the 26th, which is the, which is, uh, will be the day after we release this episode, um, I lost my dog, Lucky, 
uh, it was a really tragic time for me, and around this time, it always kind of, like, it always comes up and always bugs me. Um, he was my first and likely my only dog, because I don't think I could have another dog after him, but we'll see. He wasn't the greatest dog, he was a grumpy motherfucker, and he, you know, he was he was affectionate when he wanted to be, but overall, he was just a, he was a, bit, a bit of an asshole, but, you know, I loved him nonetheless. And the story of what happened is kind of, you know, pretty tragic, and, um... Yeah, I just felt like sharing. It always get it always gets me during this time of year, which is why I can't really fully appreciate Halloween. One of the reasons, I mean, Halloween's always been kind of meh to me, but nowadays because of what happened, I just you know I just choose to kind of ignore the holiday. I don't really consider it a holiday, but all right. So two years ago, let's say on October twenty fourth or something like that, there is a horror convention that that Milky Paco and I frequent. Uh, called the Spooky Empire. It kind of takes place around Halloween season every year. Um, well, Milky and Paco go every year. I I go from time to time depending on the the guests that they have. It is it's in Orlando, so it's a bit of an endeavor for uh, most of us to go. Um, which you know we live in Miami, so it's you know several hours drive away. Um, I decided initially not to go because I just it's not my thing anymore. I used to enjoy it, but like nowadays I, I just don't like care for it. But then that year, um, Jason Muse was going to be a, a guest, like a featured guest, and uh, I don't know if I've made it very clear or not, but I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan, and Jay Muse being. Uh, one half of the very, very iconic uh, stoner duo, Jay and Silent Bob, I, I had to go. I had to meet this guy. You know, he's like part of my childhood. He's fucking great. He's hysterical. And from all by all accounts, he seems like an incredibly cool guy just to talk with. So it's like, I have to go. So we went uh, kind of early, like on a Thursday, whereas the convention was from Friday through Sunday. We left on a Thursday because uh, Milky and Paco wanted to go to Halloween Horror Nights the day before. So, um, I, you know, the night was cool. I hung out with an old friend of mine who uh, was going to college in Orlando at the time actually you met him before if you listen to episode 9.5 uh steve uh he's a good friend of mine um so that night we're all like settling in i've i've showered i'm ready to go to bed and i decided to watch an episode of impractical jokers just because it's a great it's a great show whatever and then i get a call from my brother back home in miami who's freaking the fuck out telling me that my dog isn't fucking moving well he's moving but he's kind of like comatose he's like he's like shaking but he's not really like conscious and he's like screaming at me you have to come home i'm like what the fuck am i supposed to do i'm four hours away what do you expect me to do so so i'm shouting at him over the phone just take him to a fucking 24-hour pet hospital and after much arguing and screaming he finally decides to go to a pet hospital, which I don't see why it was such a fucking problem to begin with, but whatever. The next morning, I'm on a Greyhound back home, so I, you know, I don't really get to experience a vacation, because my dog is about to die, and I rush home, uh, it's probably the worst four-hour trip I've ever had to deal with because it's on a fucking Greyhound, uh, packed in a bus with people I don't know, and all the while I'm worried about whether my dog is alive or is going to make it, whatever. So um, I rush home and I get picked up from the bus station. We go straight to the hospital, see how my dog is doing. His name is Lucky. Just to give you an idea, he's a, he's a, he's like a terrier mix. He's kind of a small dog, a medium to large dog. He's all black except for... Uh, he has a he has a white patch on his chest, some white on his muzzle, 
and uh, and a bit on his paws, a little white on his paws. He was like 12 years old at the time, uh, nearing 12 at least if he wasn't already. No, actually he was nearing 13, I'm sorry. He was nearing 13 at the time. So he was, he was getting up there in the years. So when I saw him in the hospital, he was kind of lethargic he was barely moving but he was conscious you know he seemed like he was doing fine but he was very weak he couldn't really stand on his own he was every time like we would try to encourage him to stand he would like shake and um he didn't didn't seem he would shake and he would fall because he just didn't have the strength in his legs to stand and the only thing keeping him alive was an iv they were pumping some sort of medication into his paw via an iv and he was just not moving very much. He was mostly sleeping. When I did see him, he looked up at me briefly, opened his eyes just for a little bit, but there was, like, not much there. He wasn't very alert. He was kind of drowsy. And the doctors were just telling me that there was just a fuck ton wrong with him. The pet hospital we took him to was really small, and so there's only one vet working at any given point in time uh so because it's 24 hours of course they're, they're gonna have to switch shifts and get people who can stay up overnight and shit like that so pretty much every time i went i spoke with a different vet and each vet even though they had the chart in front of them would tell me something new that was wrong with my dog i mean initially it was kidney failure but they were treating him for that via the iv and then they as time went on they just kept telling me more and more of what was wrong with him so for the most part it was sudden because the like the day before he was fine i mean like he's always been kind of lethargic like but he was relatively healthy and i took him to the vet very frequently like i wasn't the most doting owner around but i took him to the vet like every year or every two years or something like that so he was relatively healthy dog for his age and all of a sudden he's not moving and he's like convulsing almost we really didn't know what's wrong he my every every new vet was telling me something different and every vet was encouraging me like you need to do more tests you need to do more tests two years ago i was uh starting graduate school and i was working a shitty job i'm still i still am working that shitty job but i'm getting paid more now i was about uh, several thousand dollars in debt because of graduate school and every day Every night that I kept that dog in the hospital was like uh, $200 or $300. And I don't know if I could have afforded more nights in the hospital and more tests. So I made the decision to put him to sleep. I gave him a few days to see if he would get better. And he got slightly better. But he never obviously didn't recover in the three days i I mean like to this day i feel like i didn't give him a chance because i think if i would have if i if i had the money and i would have let him try to fight it even longer he might have recovered he was a pretty we called him lucky because he was pretty lucky dog like there was so many uh moments where there were scares where he could have been worse off but he always kind of pulled through it, and I feel like maybe if I would have just given him time, he might have pulled through it, so that's one of my bigger regrets in life, and it's always around this time that I think about him, and I always, you know, feel pretty terrible about that, but at the time, I just couldn't afford it, and, you know, I miss him, but and it's mostly because of him that I don't know if I could ever have another 
uh, if I could ever be responsible for another life. Uh, making that decision, having to sit there and say to myself, this is the right choice. I have to put my dog to sleep. I have to put one of my best friends to sleep. I have to kill him. Was probably the hardest choice I've ever made in my short life. And just the weight of that responsibility of knowing that this dog's life is in my hands. I don't think I could handle that type of responsibility ever again. Which makes me think I don't think I could ever have a dog or I could ever have a fucking child. So it's, you know, it's impacted me a lot. And that's why I always feel kind of shitty around this time. But, you know, let's not talk about my dead dog on a comedy podcast. I'm a fucking moron. I just thought I'd opened up. Like, it was something to talk about. You know, I try, I have to try to fill about 40 minutes. So it's it's something to talk about. And I just felt like sharing, you know. It was uh, really, 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 really tough. And I miss I miss him every day, man. I miss you, Lucky. Um, So let's move on to something else. Recently, we had Lance Mannion on. He's our friend. He's an author and a blogger. He's a cool guy. And uh, in that episode, he kind of just shat on pc culture that's politically correct culture and just like just took it to task and i came across i came across kind of pc there and i kind of am politically correct but i'm not I wouldn't say I'm part of the politically correct culture. In that episode, you know, you kind of it kind of seemed like I was lecturing him on different things. The, for the most part, I'm pretty liberal and I'm uh, socially aware of most things, but there's a there's a certain line I don't cross, you know? Like people are generally entitled to their opinions even if it is based on ignorance. Um well, that kind of that kind of sounded preachy as fuck. But I'm not I wouldn't say I'm I'm a PC because there are a lot of things that the internet gets upset about that I'm just like, why the fuck is that worth even getting upset about? Because, like, there's just a lot of fucking things that people find reasons to get upset about. And I'm just like, that's... First of all, I'm usually like, that's obviously a joke or that's obviously not the intention. But you best believe, and I'm sure you guys know, that the internet will scream bloody fucking murder for something that's even... There's something that can even be slightly misconstrued as offensive. And I don't buy into that. You know, I buy into being socially aware and I buy into trying to maintain the feelings of uh, certain people. I get that. But I also get humor. And what's the point of humor if it's if it can't fucking offend or push the envelope? The more taboo it is, is when it's actually funnier half the time. Because, like, when you say something that's completely fucking egregious and outrageous, there's just a certain amount of gut-wrenching satisfaction you get from hearing somebody say something that's that fucking egregious. It makes you stop for a moment and go, oh, shit, that was fucking ridiculous. I mean, like, that's the, to me, that's the point of comedy. You have to, to be able to evolve your fucking craft, you have to be able to push the envelope and then like a lot of these pc culture pc culturists i guess i can call them they don't get humor and every little thing that can even be slightly offensive they will get fucking upset about i'm not that person in the slightest i've always maintained a certain attitude where it's just like just because you get upset about everything and just because you will stand up for everything doesn't make you uh socially aware it just makes you an asshole because not everything is worth fighting for even even it's obvious that it's a fucking joke so it's just like okay in conclusion i'm i'm kind of in the middle you know like i i get social awareness i get pc culture i don't try to offend people when i can but then there are things that the internet takes way too seriously and it's just like okay you guys need to stop because whatever it is that you're 
bitching about is not that serious. And I couldn't give you an I couldn't give you an example right now, but like like I said, just because you can find something to get mad about doesn't mean you're PC or doesn't mean you're socially aware. It just makes you an asshole because not everything is worth fighting for, especially if it's a fucking joke. So let's move on to the flagship segment of the show. Get a load of this. You just got a load of this. In this world, a lot of weird shit happens all the time. And, you know, most of that weird shit is reported online. So it's my job to bring it to you in order for us to discuss it, make fun of it, and let me get a laugh out of it. So, as usual, I start with the Florida man. What's he doing today? This time it's a Florida woman, and I. I can't imagine that you missed this article somehow because it was all over the internet. To preface, there is a new streaming service called Periscope. Uh, it's an app, actually. I believe you can use it with most um, Apple products. Uh, you, It's an app on your phone. You can just turn on and use your camera to stream whatever the fuck you're doing. It's uh, I know that, you know, just like with any social media, a lot of like kids and teenagers that kind of ta- have taken to it. Uh, it also can be used for more productive things. Like, for instance, Pure BS uses it to live stream their podcast, which is fucking cool. But then the Florida woman gets involved and uses it for an incredibly fucking stupid reason. So this 23-year-old girl named Whitney Marie Beal was, I guess, out drinking one day and got really shit-faced and decided to drive home, which in itself is incredibly fucking stupid because you don't do that for fear of hurting somebody on the road because you're a dumbass and can't be responsible. But she took it to another level and she decided to turn on her phone turn on Periscope and live stream her driving drunk around the city. And as she's doing it, she I think she proceeds to get a flat tire and she constantly starts bitching about how she has no idea where she is and I think she are, she starts taking requests from her viewers to where to turn and shit like she just didn't know what the fuck she was doing she was just driving around aimlessly with no real uh, goal in mind I mean she obviously wanted to go home but she kind of lost track of that halfway through her, her uh, live stream I believe thankfully there were people who were deeply concerned and were trying their hardest to convince her not to do it uh, a lot of viewers were commenting please don't do it I think a few of her friends were texting her like please don't do it please don't do it but she didn't give a shit and she decided to do it anyway um and thankfully a fuck ton of people were calling 911 uh telling the police about the stupid fucking bitch and uh they, so the police <laughs> and they don't have access to periscope i guess because it's still relatively new technology at least i think so i've only heard of it recently so they had to use one of their officers uh, personal account to watch this video and track where the fuck she is and through landmarks they finally managed to pull her ass over and uh take her in they tried to do a breathalyzer test but she's like no she apparently refused the breathalyzer test but they did a field sobriety test and yeah she was apparently pretty shit-faced so they you know they arrested her and they released her on bail but obviously this is a pretty damn serious matter and you shouldn't be driving drunk and if you are Please be, I mean, like, I can't encourage it, but if you are, please be fucking careful, you know? I guess, in the end, it's almost a good thing that she was on Periscope, because the police were able to fucking find her and stop her from doing anything more, uh damaging it's, it's almost like it's a good thing she's an idiot though like obviously she's not only fucking stupid for driving drunk but she's stupid as fuck for live streaming it online it's just 
This it's the generation that we live in, I guess, like millennials or whatever you want to call them. They're kind of obsessed with their phones and airing out all of their personal shit. <laughs> Couldn't come up with anything articulate for that. So, moving on to the next article. Oh, that was from uh, the digitaljournal.com, written by Phyllis Smith Asinyambi. What a what a name. That was difficult. Uh posted on October 14, 2015. It, so, it made its rounds. I mean, I'm sure one of you have caught this um over the course of the last couple weeks and shit like that. So, moving on. Uh, this one I got from UPI.com, written by Ben Hooper. This motherfucker is prolific as fuck. Also posted on October 14th. Uh, that was a coincidence. Okay, so this is a bit of a confusing article. I didn't quite get it at first. I had to reread it a couple times because it's kind of wacky and stupid. This woman, Brandy Lynn Miller, was arrested for identity theft. And she was scheduled to go to uh, a dental clinic to receive treatment from a dental clinic. And her mother, mother of the year, I suppose, in however way you want to interpret it, decided to take a tampon and insert in it meth and oxycodone so that her daughter can get to it. What she did was she took the fucking tampon and she taped it to the base of the toilet in the, in the, um, at, at the dentist's office. And you know, of course she wanted her to get it from the bathroom while she was there. Um, but thankfully like the tape came loose and, and the, 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 the officers escorting her was able to uh, grab it before um, the girl was able to get to them. Then they tried again. <laughs> you know, she was talking to her mom on the, on the phone. They were trying to speak in cold, but I guess it wasn't very well thought out because the cops kind of picked up on it and was able to stop um, her, her mom from going to the, the dentist's office again. So they stopped her. They found out there was, of course, more meth and more oxycodone. So her mom was sentenced to 30 days in, in, in jail. And she was, uh, looks like she's going to go to uh, a rehab for addicts. And uh, her daughter is, who was sentenced originally for four years in prison for identity theft, uh, is going to get an additional eight months for trying to smuggle drugs. So, there's, I mean, there's a few things you can get out of this. One, uh, this woman, Brandy Lynn Miller, the daughter, really, really wanted some drugs. And her mom, it's, it's easy to say she's a terrible fucking mother for trying and trying to enable her daughter to take drugs. But then you can think, then you can think about it and realize that maybe her daughter was seriously withdrawing and her mother was just trying to help her deal with it. That's one thing, but I'm going to assume that she was going to give it to her daughter so that her daughter can sell it in prison, and that's where it's easy to say that she's her mom is a fucking asshole and isn't very good. I mean, I guess she cares about her daughter, but that's she's just a shitty mom. I venture to say, but <laughs> um, you know, dropping loads. Always trying to give out parenting advice, even though we have no children. Yeah. Well, yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't find much uh, news this time around. So that's the end. I get a load of this. Do, 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 do. You just got a load of this. Ah. Okay, so as we are slowing this fucking train wreck down, I'm going to close out this episode. I know it's pretty damn short. I'm going to close out this episode with a popping loads. Oh, <laughs> my
And what just recently happened? Well, a new Star Wars trailer dropped. And, of course, tickets went on sale. And I, I didn't get any tickets yet. And I'm going to assume I'm not going to get any. So, I guess, you know, there goes opening weekend for me. Um, so, the new trailer. What I got out of it... Well, first off, let's just get this out of the way. It's a fucking awesome trailer. It's pretty fucking cool. You get more of the story. You get a better view of, like, the fucking set pieces, which are absolutely fucking stunning. It's just, it looks all around like it's gonna be fucking epic, and it's, it's obviously bigger than what I thought it was going to be with this new Sith uh, looking at Vader's mask, and it looks like he has his own little mini empire going on there. You know, it's pretty fucking epic, and I liked it a lot, but... I honestly didn't like it as much as the last trailer that they had. And here's why. Like, I think this is the reason why I wasn't as into it as the other trailers. The last couple of trailers, they, re they played hardcore to the nostalgia factor of, you know, the original Star Wars trilogy. They were just, like, the second trailer above all was like, here's Luke narrating something, here's Luke's hand, here's Luke's hand on on um, on R2, and and his he's talking about the Force and how uh, the person he's talking to um, also has the potential to tap into the Force as well. And, of course, that glorious money shot of, of Han Solo and Chewie, you know, that... Like, instantly, I just, I think I squealed because I was so fucking excited to see them. It really was, like, reading old friends, you know? It was pretty awesome. This trailer was, and I think it's pretty beautiful in its own way, that this trailer wasn't catering to the nostalgia factor as much. Like, you saw it, definitely. I mean, like, of course, there's the young Sith who's, like, speaking to the Vader helmet and how he wants to finish what he couldn't or something like that and then we see a little bit of course we see so han i was hoping that they will show some glimpse of of luke but i guess not and we see han explaining that um everything was real the force the dark side whatever but like it's the focus was pretty clearly more so on the newer generation and what this movie is supposed to be about you know there was a lot more of that young sith there was a lot more of um presumably uh uh, Han's daughter, I don't really know who, the, who she is there's a lot more of that new stormtrooper, you know, like all these new characters that we aren't familiar with, that we've never met before, there was there was a very concerted attempt to introduce you to them like, cause this movie is not about the original Trill and Trinity that we're used to sure, they're featured heavily in it and, but it's about these new people and that's what this trailer was about and I get it and I, I like it, I certainly understand it because this movie's not about Han, Luke, and Leia. This is about this new cast. And, I mean, how else are stories going to continue if it's not about a, it's not about a new generation of, of uh, people fighting this war? But I think that's why I didn't take to it as much as I did the previous trailer. It's because of the nostalgia factor. I think it's 100% because of that. Like, the nostalgia factor, it fucking... <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Nostalgia is a bitch. And she's cold-blooded because you will instantly fall in love with anything that reminds you of your childhood. And unfortunately, that didn't have quite as much nostalgia. And I think that's why I didn't instantly like love it as much as I did. I wasn't, my feelings weren't, weren't as strong uh, for it. But it's definitely a great trailer. And I'm, I'm super fucking excited. Yep, the new Star Wars trailer, The Force Awakens, December 18th. Um, if you got your tickets, 
Good for fucking you, because I'm probably not going to make the opening weekend. If I haven't bought tickets yet, it's likely not going to be available when I want to watch it. And that's unfortunate, but I just, I, I never have the drive to go online and just bum rush something. Like, it doesn't ever appeal to me. Like, I still remember um, a few years ago when I used to be a substitute teacher, I witnessed one of the teachers who kind of abused his power he decided to have his students, I'm guessing there was no assignments or these students finished their work early or something like that, but he had them constantly refreshing the Ultra Festival uh, page when the tickets went on sale. And Ultra Festival is basically this techno and drug-induced music festival that happens here in Miami. It's one of uh, Miami's biggest, like, attractions is the fact that they always have the annual ultra fest here he apparently really wanted his take really wanted tickets he was a young teacher i guess he was like in his late 20s early 30s and he really wanted tickets and uh it was one of those situations where the tickets just went on sale and everybody was getting them at the same time so the the website was crashing and he was abusing his power and he was using um his students to try to refresh the page and get tickets for him he saw i was listening so he tried to play it off as a joke um but it was just fucking disgusting. But yeah, I've, I've never been that type of person to bum rush anything because uh, I just don't care that much. Like, I love certain, I love a lot of things, obviously, and I will go to great lengths to get what I want. But if that includes other people and pushing past other people, whether it's virtually or physically, I'm not going to do that because it's just not, whatever it is, I don't ever think it's worth the effort. And on that note, anything and everything you can find at droppinglows.com. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash droppinglowspodcast and Twitter at twitter.com slash droppinglowspc. Or you can follow Milky at dropping loads on instagram you can also check out our youtube channel at youtube.com slash dropping loads we're also on the bs podcast network it's a cool podcast network set up by our friends at pure bs podcast it's a bs podcast network.com or you can listen to us on three internet radio stations the first is the mix talk at t-h-e-m-i-x-x dot f-m we're played on tuesdays 12 p.m central 1 p.m eastern or you can listen to us on the revere radios r-e-v-e-r-e radio network.com we're played on monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And we're also playing at Cornucopia Radio. That's C-O-R-N-U-C-O-P-I-A hyphen radio dot C-L dot U-K. All right, until next time, we love dropping loads. Bitch. I'm so lonely. I'm Mr. Lonely. Wish I had someone to call on the You shouldn't be driving drunk, bitches. This is Devin Kraft from the Science Faction Podcast with my co-host Stephen Dominguez. Hey, Stephen. Hey, Devin. Hey, do you like science? I love science. Do you like science fiction? Oh, science fiction is the best. Well, I've got the show for you because you and I talk about science and science fiction on our podcast every week and you know what else what we end every episode with a badass futurama quote oh i can't wait so go to our podcast website sciencefactionpodcast.com i'm gonna do that right now four three two one one two three four five five four three two one end of death